0: What's going on, YA fam? My name is Kalisha, and welcome to the first episode of Kelly's Bookish Podcast. Um, I am joined today by my lovely producer, James Hurley, founder of Dueling Dragon Entertainment. Uh, how are you doing today?
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm happy to be starting this project with you, um, and so excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. I wanted to share a little bit of what to expect from this podcast each episode is going to feature our uh excuse me guests from a variety of backgrounds and reading tastes that revolve around YA lit uh we'll discuss our favorite books share a few thoughts from buddy reads and feature a few YA authors from time to time and we'll also be sharing YA news whether that is about book to tv or book to movie adaptations new YA book publishing deals etc um So, yeah, we can kick it off into our first segment. Sounds Um, good. Barnes & Noble just had a 25% off all pre-order deal. Uh, And anytime Barnes & Noble has a crazy deal like this, everyone goes insane. I know Book Twitter was all over this, um, especially YA authors who want to share with you all that their books are available for pre-order. And some of them are... Fantastic. Uh, One of the books that I recently pre-ordered is The Merciless Ones by Namina Forna, um, which is a sequel to The Gilded Ones. And if you are unfamiliar with the book, it's pitched for fans of Black Panther and the Children of Blood and Bone duology. Um, It follows Dekka, whose blood determines her fate. And when the ceremony goes awry, she is given a choice of staying and facing torture worse than death or joining an army of girls that share blood like hers. Um, I haven't read the Gilded Ones yet, but it is high on my TBR, like many books are right now. Um, I have an ever-growing pile, as you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I more than very well know. (laughs) Um, but I pre-ordered this book specifically, uh, or especially because of the pre-order campaign, which includes a sword pen that I am very happy to include in my uh, growing collection of enamel pens. If you come across any pre-order campaigns or know of any authors that are offering pre-orders for their books, you should definitely take advantage because pre-orders really help authors um, as well as pre-orders for anything, I would assume. Um, But yeah. All right. Moving on to our next segment. Uh, This past Tuesday, April 19th, was New Book Tuesday. Um, there were so many good titles that released, and especially one of them being my latest read, which is My Sister's Big Fat In, uh, Indian Wedding by Sajni Patel, um, which I recently finished and loved. It was a YA Desi romance set during one week of Zuri's sister's wedding extravaganza, and it reminded me of Roshani Chachki's, uh wedding photos of when she was getting uh, married, and Just like the book, it was very gorgeous and grand, and, um, however, amidst all of the wedding festivities, Zuri is auditioning for a possible full-ride scholarship to a music college, and she wants to play her hip-hop violin music, kind of similar to, like, Lindsey Sterling, if you will, um, and what she doesn't want to be is a lawyer, and the cousin of the groom also wants a similar thing, except with singing, um, and I thought it was the perfect springtime read, but, yeah.
1: <clears throat> so, obviously you mentioned that one, but what other releases from this Tuesday were you interested in?
0: Uh, one of the books that intrigued me was Sophie and the Bones Song by Adrian Tooley, who is also the author of Sweet and Bitter Magic, which is a YA fantasy witchy book. Uh, this book is a queer standalone fantasy where a young musician sets out to expose her rival for illegal magic use, only to discover that deception runs much deeper than she ever anticipated. Um... There's also The Drowning Summer by Christine Lynn Herman, who we saw Mm -hmm. uh, during the launch event of Kayla Cottingham's um, My Dearest, Darkest Launch. And uh, she was a fabulous moderator. And so this book is about two girls. One girl can summon ghosts, and another can use the ocean's power to guide the dead to their final resting place, which sounds really interesting. And yet A Summoning Goes Awry... And both girls must figure out what happened during the drowning summer before the divide between life and death breaks for good. Um, there is also I Am the Ghost in Your House by Mara Ramosco-Moore, uh, which didn't initially intrigue me, um, but now I'm super curious about the story because it's about <clears throat> an invisible girl who struggles to see herself in a world that is all about appearances, and it's uh, about what more there is to the world than what we can see. Um, and i saw that when i went to barnes and noble today and it looks really cool and haunting if you haven't seen the cover yet um there was also the genesis wars which is the sequel to the infinity courts by akemi dawn bowman um, and there was with and without you by ya married couple emily wiberly and austin sigmund broca uh, which is their latest ya contemporary novel uh, about long distance relationships which, I don't see many stories about long distance relationships in YA um, but I'm curious about this one and I think they'd do a great job with it.
1: Yeah, I don't hear you talk about too many either in any of, of like the book plots you've ever mm-hmm. you've I, ever told me about.
0: I feel like it works well if um, like it's a dual perspective type novel where it follows both characters in their own individual lives and then like maybe texts or phone call conversations um included in the story. But yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. beyond this Tuesday's release, uh, was there any particular books you were looking the most forward to that are coming out within like the next month or two?
0: Um, nothing within the next month that I know off the top of my head, but um two of the major books that released this month were uh Flirting with Fate by JC Cervantes, uh where Jane the Virgin meets the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Uh, after a fender bender with a mysterious boy on the day of her Nana's deathbed, Ava is wondering if there was this was no accident at all, and now she may have to break down her walls for this mythical blessing that has been passed down through generations. I found the synopsis so interesting that it takes place on the day of her Nana's deathbed. I'm like, all right, your Nana died, but now there's a boy here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that... I love fate stories, and so I think this story will be really cute and really touching. Um, and a book that I bought today that was on my most anticipated list is Queen of the Tiles by Hannah Elkoff. If you don't know her name, she wrote The Weight of Our Sky, which is about the Malaysian race riots in 1969. Um, Queen of the Tiles, however... If you're a fan of Queen's Gambit, this would be a book for you. It's a murder mystery set during a competitive Scrabble competition. Um, there's no denying that that is a unique and not very heard of um, concept. But
1: no, that is <laughs> that's a very odd game to have it during like have it set by. <laughs> yeah, I wonder
0: how it would work for a murder mystery. Like maybe the clues are in the Scrabble board
1: or something like that. <laughs> she just opens the door to a room and there's just a bunch of Scrabble tiles yeah. spelling out a word. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, the, those like murder movies where like the, the, the ghost writes the, the thing in blood on the wall or whatever. Right, yeah. No, this instead is just a bunch of Scrabble tiles. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So when I do read that, I will let you all know uh, my thoughts on that. Um, but yeah. Uh, what about, Do any of those titles sound good to
1: you? I mean, I'm super intrigued by Queen of the Tiles. Um, YA is not really my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm a huge nerd, as you know, and I'm sure the viewers will know at some point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And most of what I've been following lately have been the Star Wars books, specifically The High Republic um, I know the third book in E.K. Johnston's uh, Padme trilogy just came out about a month ago. Yeah. we picked that up. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. I've read the other two, um, Queen's Peril and We uh, Queen's Shadow, uh, and I really like her style of writing. And I think she's she's a really great addition to like the Star Wars author list. Yeah, <laughs> um, she's not new by any means, but she's one of the less prolific. Mm-hmm. Especially when put up to authors such as like Claudia Gray and um, Charles Sewell and um, a whole bunch of those other people like that. She's written a couple of books. This is her fifth Star Wars book. Wow! I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, she obviously she's got her Padme trilogy, and then she was, she wrote Ahsoka. Yep. And I think which I also haven't and haven't read yet, but mm-hmm. um. There was one other book in the Star Wars universe that she wrote. I think it was one of the younger audience ones.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: I know she'll also be doing a book for the High Republic sometime later this year, too. Ooh, sweet. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If um, I don't remember the books off the top of my head, but E. Lockhart and Claudia Gray are major um, YA authors uh, and their books have been very high acclaimed in the
1: past. Yeah. When it comes to. Like, Star Wars extended canon, there's no name that's more prolific than Claudia Gray. Right. She is, like, the number one author when it comes to that kind of stuff. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Good for them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in other news, speaking of book to film or TV adaptations, everybody's talking about Heartstopper. Um, Heartstopper was a graphic novel series written by uh, Alice Osmond. Uh, It follows Charlie and Nick Nelson. Um, Nelson is not Charlie's last name, uh, but (laughs) Nick Nelson is his own character. Uh, They go to an all boys school and Charlie is the only openly gay boy at this school. Um, And so he faces a lot of adversity throughout his school time. And uh, Nick Nelson is not a confirmed gay, but he Takes a liking to Charlie, and if you watch the series, it is queer, it is beautiful. Um, I love seeing all of these interesting faces on the screen that you wouldn't have typically seen before. Um, There are eight episodes on Netflix, and they are 30 minutes each, and it is perfectly bingeable. And I am on episode five, and am obsessed. <laughs> Me and my sister are watching it uh, together, and it's great to react to it with her as well. Um,
1: Hopefully, that won't get the cancel hammer that's been going around Netflix yeah, right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you want to talk a little the, bit? Yeah, about the, that? at the time of this recording, which I don't typically like to date podcast episodes, but this is being recorded on April twenty fifth. Um, Netflix has had quite the weekend, uh, and has. Thrown around the cancel hammer to over, I think, like a quarter of their original shows, mm. um, and almost every single animation project other than Big Mouth <laughs> got wow. canceled
0: uh, oh, at wow, the wow. moment.
1: Uh, they they are losing, they are bleeding subscribers. Uh, they are estimated, I think, by the end of the year to lose upwards to two million subscribers. Wow. Uh, if they keep at the rate that they're going right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see if any of these kind of shows keep moving. I know right. um, we just got the first pictures of The Witcher season three. Another one that's adapted from a book. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so at least we have that to look forward to. I while love Netflix, The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, while Netflix burns in the background. Yep. But
0: uh, hopefully our shows will survive. <laughs> book people. <laughs> um, there is also uh, Turtles All The Way Down by John Green is getting adapted. Uh, there's a bit more casting news. I don't remember the names off the top of my head of who's going to be starring in it. But um, as you know, John Green's novels have <laughs> been adapted for years now. And Is this
1: his fourth or fifth adaptation?
0: Uh, let's see. There was Paper Girls. There was, or was or there Paper, Paper Towns. Towns? Sorry. Yeah. The, the Fault in Our Stars. Looking for Alaska. Um, this might be the fourth.
1: Fourth. I don't okay.
0: know of any other novel that's been
1: adapted. I know John Green more for the, the vlog brothers and crash course right, more than I know. For authors, but <laughs> Yeah. In class
0: <laughs> crash course was my favorite time. <laughs> um, and there is also my most awaited uh, adaptation of the school for good and evil, um, which is my all time favorite series as you'll come to learn. And I am really hoping that this adaptation justifies how great the series is Um, I'm a little skeptical but I am waiting for a trailer drop and I will have more of an opinion once that happens (laughs) I mean
1: they they gave the reins to the dude who made Ghostbusters answer the call happen Mm -hmm. in 2016 which doesn't give me much faith in this film but right I will see I mean Ryan (laughs) Ryan Johnson pulled a pretty sick 180 yeah uh, from Star Wars The Last Jedi to Knives Out Mm, so, mm-hmm. we'll see if Paul Feig can do the same thing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> We hope, people, we hope. And The School of Good and Evil is a middle grade series, but I, I love it so much. It's so great. <laughs> Go read it, please. Um, but yeah, that's it for adaptation news. Um,
1: I want to see the bad guys. Yeah. I've been hearing really solid things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if If nothing else, like the trailers didn't look that great to me at first, but... Um, the animation, the animation does look does stunning, look really for, good. especially for a modern DreamWorks movie. Right. Because um, I know that's another adaptation of, I think that's a middle grade series, right? The mm-hmm. Bad Guys? Yep. Yeah. Um, so that might be something we'll go see yeah. sometime soon because I know that just released, I think about a week ago mm-hmm. uh, here in the United States. I know the rest of the world, if you guys are from... Europe or otherwise have had it for about a month now. Oh wow! Uh, it's just released in America. I think about a week or two from the time of this recording. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, The animation looks stunning. So it looks really fun too. You know, animal stories are can be a hit or a miss sometimes. Um, also, Along for the Ride was supposed to come out um, earlier. I mean, later this month, but it got moved to early May, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that is based on the novel Along for the Ride by Sarah Dessen, uh, which I don't think I've read, but I love Sarah Dessen's novels. Um, I haven't grown up with them like many people have, but uh, she is a great contemporary writer, and so I'm excited for that adaption as well. That will also be on Netflix. Um, but yeah, any, any other book or comic adaptations you're excited for?
1: I mean there's plenty of comic adaptations that I could talk about and and I'm I'm not going to flood our right <laughs> our, our our YA podcast mm-hmm. with with comic book adaptations but of course there's plenty
0: yeah. on that
1: regard um I don't think there's any particular ones that of stuff I care about mm-hmm. that's coming out anytime soon a lot of my favorite books from childhood already got the film treatment yep uh and most of them were terrible mm. but <laughs> we'll see Yeah. We'll, we'll see moving forward uh I know the Big Nate animated show dropped on Paramount Plus. Oh yeah, and I've heard pretty decent things about that. I did. I wasn't really a huge fan of Big Nate growing up. I felt. I feel like um, back in those times, you were in one of three camps. It was mm-hmm. Diary of Wimpy Kid, uh, my dumbest diary, or something along something those lines. Like it was something like that, or Big Nate. I mm-hmm. feel like it was one of those three camps because yep. they were all pretty much the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the Diary of Wimpy Kid camp, but. I do have a respect for Big Nate as a character, too, and I've heard pretty good things about the animated show. Okay. So, maybe sometime soon. (laughs) But, yeah. Um, Some other news. Uh, On April
0: 30th is Independent Bookstore Day. And if you know of a local slash independent bookstore near you, you should go that day and enjoy the festivities that everyone has planned for that day. Um, I personally work at a local independent bookstore and we are having some authors over for some signings or just for some presentations and, uh, it's just supposed to be a lot of fun. We love independent bookstore day and, um, yeah, it's, it's really great for the community to get together and be around books and a community of book-loving people. So if you're free that day, if you don't have work, go find your local bookstore and go support. Um, But yeah, with that, James, do you have any final
1: notes? Uh, It was a pleasure being on here with all you guys. This will probably be the last time in a while, at least, that you'll hear my voice on this podcast, Uh, but I will be the man in the chair, if you will. Um, so if you guys have any, uh, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, it'll probably pass by my desk if we're going to be honest. Oh yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. so I would love to interact with you guys more, um, as I manage all of the fun uploads and socials for this podcast, but, um, yeah. Uh, if you like this, this podcast and, and she's got a lovely closing paragraph, so I won't go full on in this, but. If you like this podcast, we should be j- available on just about everything uh, by the end of this month. Um, I know Apple Podcasts has been giving me a pretty severe problem with mm-hmm. my other podcasts, so we're going to see if this one fares any better. Yep. But we definitely should be on Spotify within uh, the end of this week, So and on YouTube, and I'm sure it'll be promoted on Instagram and all that fun stuff. So mm-hmm. um, keep an eye out for it on wherever it is that you find podcasts. Thank you for being on this podcast with me today. Of course. (laughs) Um,
0: For next time, YA fam, I will be chatting with Madeline Knapper about being bookish influencers, especially for YA lit. And even chatting about some of our favorite YA books. Madeline is a bookish influencer who loves all things YA. Some of her favorites include the darkest minds and dark and shallow lies, which really pairs together. Um, And she hopes to make those books, along with others, more popular within the bookish community. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and keep it bookish.